Yo, 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 what's happening? We're back for another episode. We actually just got mixed up on what episode it was, didn't we, Shane? Yeah, we did, yeah. Oh, that was four. But actually... That's how much we're flying. We're on episode six. We're back. We're back. Unfortunately, guys, today we've got no Giuliano. I think he's currently taking selfies in Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> The guy's got no car at the minute, so he struggles to get down. We've had some bad weather in Sydney, haven't we? Yeah, it's been absolutely So we actually had, yesterday, we had the the podcast scheduled and we actually had a guest um, and we we had to cancel because of the weather. Yeah, it was just too dangerous to drive, I think. But we want to keep the ball rolling. So me and the Sharonator, Shaz, a.k.a. Shano, (laughs) Muzzer, are going to continue with the podcast, keep the ball rolling. Um, obviously, we truly believe that consistency in the podcast is is how they're going to become successful. So we're yeah. going to keep it going. How are you, Shaz? You good? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Eh? Yeah. How about you? How's your neck? Oh, it's, well, it's getting better, but oh my god! Um, if you were following the Instagram this week, we did a story and. and uh, Shane was doing a drill and he literally looked like a, a cardboard box. You I, couldn't move. No, I don't know how I got through them sessions that morning, but I um I woke up. I think it was Monday morning, was it? Uh, it was. I think it was Monday morning, and um, yeah, I could barely like lift my head off the pillow. I'd done something in, the, in my sleep to my neck, and it just it was gone. It was gone. You were long. Yeah, I was in serious trouble, and then a little bit better. Yeah, it's starting to get better. I just think I've pulled the muscle really. You'll be alright, son. You'll yeah, be alright. I live. I live. I know. Gotta look after yourself, Shane, in this industry. You know what I mean? You do, yeah. Um, we, I really want to just thank everyone that's, that's messaged us and said that they listen to the podcast and it's been pretty positive so far. We're, we're buzzing with it. We're still enjoying them. Yeah, we uh, <clears throat> Next week, guys, we've got a guest coming on, Shane. We do, yeah. Another uh, guest, second guest, yeah, Carolina. And yeah. Then we're looking Next forward question. to it. Um, we're going to try and bring in a different variety of guests, you know. Yeah. Even people that might not have anything to do with football and just see, you know, get an insight to what they're like. But we're looking forward to that. And obviously, Juliano will be back next week, Hopefully. even though he brings absolutely nothing to the table. <laughs> Jules probably, probably doesn't even listen to our podcast, does he, nah, Jules? Doesn't really, Jules. Too busy taking does, selfies. Does what he wants. Loves it. <laughs> at least, at least we don't have to ask him how his foot is this week. Yeah, <laughs> sick of asking him how his foot is. Yeah, um, we just came back from coaching this morning. Um, Good sessions. Had this some morning. sessions, yeah, didn't. Yeah, class sessions this morning. I hope the weather held out for us. Yeah, we had a, we started a bit dodgy. Yeah, I want to actually talk about something that we actually uh, coached this morning. Yeah, go ahead. What you want to start with now, Shane? All that. No, what were we gonna say? Oh, it's just about our group session that we did today. Yeah. And uh, we talked about players. Seen a quote this week online about um, being technically gifted is the minimum requirement these days, would you say? Yeah. It is, though, isn't it? Technically gifted. Like, technically good on the ball. Yeah, technically good, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, for me, it goes way, way more beyond that. Like that is just the first step and the minimum requirement to maybe getting your foot in the door. Yeah. Then you need to look at you know character, personality. What do you bring to the team? Because I feel like in this in this generation, there's so many good young talent all over the world, isn't there? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But I believe the ones that just just have that little bit about them, character, a little bit of personality, can make things happen, mm. and that are different, slightly different. 
are the ones that will 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 make it. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I think so. Obviously, f- first impressions that you're gonna get is obviously you can see their technical ability. So yeah. if you're standing watching a player, you don't know their character, you don't know mm. their attitude and stuff. You're just judging them off that. So that's obviously you've got to have that to to like you said get your foot in the door, and yeah. then the rest comes into it. You have to have that personality about you that you can fit into different teams and and you can add add that and. Yeah, I suppose that personality. Do you think that's hard to coach though for us? Because I think that's just a personality trait, you know. Like if we've got a really good, technically gifted player, mm. but you know they're very shy and quiet. How how do we as coaches like get that out of them? You know. Yeah, no, that's tricky. It's a tough, that's... tough, tough challenge for us. But I feel like you can do it. You can. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Yeah, I think so. But I think now it's it's. It's a massive part of the game. You have to be able to communicate and speak, yeah, and, and stuff like that. And and one thing I always bang on about in my sessions is you got to be confident as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I always say to them, even if you don't feel confident, just act confident. Mm. So like again, that impression that you're actually confident, you you know what you're doing. That's a big part, rather than because you see them players that if something goes wrong, then their confidence drains from them, and then you can spot them by the way. Whereas them players that just look always like they know what they're doing, they want the ball, that confidence, even if they don't feel it, just act it. Because yeah. it's a massive thing to, to, to show that, you know what I mean? Especially again, if you're coming up against someone and they're constantly going and looking for the ball, even though you might have took it off and five times out of five and they keep going, well then you're like, yeah, I'm going, I've got a tough game. But that one time you, you might take it off someone and then you see them going and hide them, mm. then you know what I mean? You get you kind of fed out again. Yeah, I think that confidence runs off on other players as well. Mm. So I think that's that 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 confidence and backing yourself can rub off with other players, but also shows good leadership as well. You know. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things we wanna we wanna talk about today as well, isn't it? Yeah. Is 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 you know what makes a good captain? Uh, Liverpool have just played PSG away this morning, and uh, he's not happy. No, I was fuming. You are, yeah. I was fuming. I'm fuming because obviously I'm a passionate Liverpool fan and uh, I don't know. Is he in trouble? No, although Liverpool have had a good start this year, they just don't look the same team going forward, especially. They did just got, it's not free-flowing, it's frustrating and, and I think that's what's going to bring us on to our topic. Of I've seen, I've seen something, um, it might be last week or two weeks ago, and... Klopp, the manager, yeah, he's got the same, or he's got like a worse record than like Brendan Rodgers and stuff in terms of like win, when, when wins and losses. And this was like two weeks ago. And everyone was saying like, one, like the fans got rid of like Rodgers and stuff like that because obviously Liverpool is a club that you have to be successful or you're going to be out the door for manager wise. But I think the Liverpool fans can put up a club because he comes out and he, he engages with the fans and stuff like that but if you actually strip it back and look at the the record of him at, compared to the previous manager that, that didn't last a long time mm-hmm. then he's not he's not way ahead yeah but a reason why they, I think Klopp still got his job is because one you said you know he connects really well with the fans and you can see that within the players as well but two he's been really unlucky mate He's got he, he got us to a Europa League cup final and lost yeah, true. He got us to a Champions League final, lost. 
Um, we weren't far off the league last year, you know. So I've, a lot of the fans have got the patience because they feel like it's coming. But mm. from the performances that I've seen this year, although we have actually started, you know, it's one of the best starts we've had in the Premier League. Which it, it the games I'm watching, it's just not the same in terms of attacking sense. No, Salah's not the same player. Nah, it's not flowing. It just doesn't seem like like we had one shot, mate, on target against who, PSG. Who, have you lost any players since last season? No, we've gained players. We've gained better players, mm. and and you know we've got Shakiri, we've got Cater, who's, who's come back from injury. But um, yeah, I don't want to talk too much about Liverpool, obviously, because we we talk about Liverpool a lot. But they they were they just yeah, something just doesn't feel feel right. But do you, do you reckon if if he's don't win anything this season, club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say done, but definitely he could be could be in the firing line. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because ultimately, ultimately. Managers get judged on trophies. Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you can have the best relationship with players and fans, but yeah. if you're not winning anything, then there's, there's only so long you're going to last. Yeah, for 100%. Me, you know what I mean? And I think the Premier League is going to be slim just because of City. I, I, can't, I can't see Man City. Well, that's City what I'm losing. thinking. I can't see him losing it, the game. Like, you get knocked out of the Champions League. You just, for me, you just, you just won't get near City. No. Because they're, I just think they're above every... They're just a little yeah, they're too good, aren't they? I think we're, I think City are one of the best Premier League teams. Right now, the way they're playing is, mm. is one of the best in Premier League history. Mate, they're banging like four or five goals just for banner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk... But, but I just gave Lee... Um, I watched that new thing about Gerrard. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I haven't it's seen got, it yet. I haven't seen it. It's called Make Us Dream. Oh. it's a movie on it's kind of like a like a documentary about Gerard's time at, at Liverpool but as a young player I used to love Gerard because obviously he's a midfielder and stuff and it's someone that I've always tried to look up to yeah try and take stuff off his game try, try and be like him when I was in the back and he used to be always think it was Steven Gerrard even though I wasn't a Liverpool fan he was one of them players that I always look up to but um, yeah looking at that I, I learned a lot of stuff as well and the one thing I did learn was that over everything that Liverpool has done, the league is what Liverpool fans want. Sorry guys, the misses again. Go on, carry on, Shane. Over everything, Liverpool fans want the league. Right. The yeah, Champions yeah, Leagues, yeah. everything that else, doesn't matter. Yeah, Liverpool yeah. want to be the best team in England. Nah, yeah, they do. It's, it's long, long overdue, isn't it? I think that chance, that chance you'll see it. That chance where he's at when he's... I keep asking I speak to my dad who you know my dad is the biggest Liverpool fan he's so passionate he'll be in a mood for the rest of the week because Liverpool got beat but um, my dad has gone from seeing Liverpool dominate to to not basically and uh, I keep asking myself will I see Liverpool win the Premier League in my you know before I go to my grave I hope I hope so I really hope I hope so but right now is is, is that like 20 years time who oh. do you reckon is going to be at the top of the Premier League <laughs> like can they sustain like can them big clubs sustain well look because for the last what 10 years 15 it's years it's just the same team yeah isn't it? top 6 is very I'll tell you one team you got to look out for Go Leeds if Leeds get back <laughs> into the <laughs> Premier League <laughs> and <laughs> someone pumps money and that club is a sleeping giant I guarantee you they will get back to where they need lose, 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 lose. what a club Shano's a, a big Leeds fan aren't you Shaz yeah I love it unbelievable Mark Viduka's your best mate isn't he <laughs> yeah. 
Sydney. Oh, right, right. <laughs> for Dukes. I'd love to see Leeds because I mean you can have a bit of bounce. Le- oh, Leeds are playing in Sydney as well next year. Yeah. Who are they playing? MacArthur Rams FC. No, it's playing Western Sydney Wonders, bro. Yeah. Doesn't matter. The Leeds fans will pack that out and go. Well, you, you going Shane or Definitely going. Yeah. I've heard you're starting for Leeds, mate. Yeah, no, no. I'll have me boots with me. Ping and die I'll have me boots with me. To, to Bazza. Bazza on the right way. <laughs> Barry, shout out to Barry. Yeah, cheers for picking up the gear, Baz. Today. Yeah, Baz, cheers for helping us get the gear in. We'll do it. All good, mate. You just get in your car and go. Absolute back shambles. To play, back to play Sims. Oh, he loves it, doesn't he? Um, now, what we want to talk about today, guys, is uh, what makes a good captain. Um and if you're listening to this and you're a captain of your team um, or you aspire to be a captain of your team um, we're just going to talk about what, what we believe makes a good captain um, and the first topic I want to bring up Sharon is Leslie, go ahead. Jordan Henderson um, <clears throat> first of all right, the first thing he, for, he, for me he, he should have never been put in that position to be a captain because he's not a captain yeah I just want to say that from the game today he posted on social media as most players do in, in the modern game now don't they they all turn to social media uh, a lot, I think a lot of them accounts are run by their agents and stuff. possibly yeah uh, but they I, have I, to I find know, a site surely if they're the I pretty much know for a fact the bigger players are, they're run by agents even like pop business stuff well yeah well, post, like, no, no, but he, he, he's, the Instagram is different, like Twitter and stuff like that. For me, I think Twitter and all, it's, it's run by their management. Yeah. Well, anyway, guys, Henderson posted a video, after a, a photo after the game today, and I was scrolling through the comments and there was not one positive comment. They, the, they were hammering him. Now, when I say they, these are obviously people that are not Liverpool fans, because... Although you might have your opinion on Henderson, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not a believer of people just, you know, throwing negativity out there. Mm. I don't understand why people do it. Obviously, it's, it's you know, a, t- a different topic in, it, topic in itself. So, but That's something about social media, though. I don't, yeah, but it's horrendous, isn't it? We yeah, get it sometimes that Jonah one one it's horrendous. Yeah, but you ever look at, like, people are just, like, people put comments and stuff, and it's just like, why even do that? Yeah, I know, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say I just don't get why people do it, but... Some of the comments that, and, and the negativity and the backlash that Henderson was getting just from that one game alone was outrageous on his own Instagram account and the Liverpool FC main account, like hammering him. That's got to affect the player, mate. He's our club captain. He's a club captain. But but getting but, hammered. But that's for me. I don't think he should have been put in that position. No, he's not ready for that. No, listen. He's yeah, but he's been captain for us like two years, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Took us. He did take us to the Champions League final last year. Captain, Champions League. Did he play every game? Yeah, pretty much. But listen, everyone's got their own opinions on Henderson. I don't think he is the right person to captain Liverpool. Why? Too negative in the way that he plays. Yeah. He's. I don't understand, and this is for any player that's listening. If you're losing one nil in a game, why why are you passing the ball backwards and sideways? Mm. Especially when you're actually facing forward and you can play forward. Mm. I watched it. I watched the second half with, with Baz today. And listen, I, I I like Henderson. 
I don't think he's the right person for Liverpool, captain-wise. I think he's a squad player at best. Yeah. But he literally had the ball facing forward and he passed it backwards to, to Van Dijk. And is we're it, losing 1-0. But is that confidence, though? No, that's how he's always played. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's a confidence thing. That's how he plays. Mate. But, but, but maybe you take the captain nine man off him and he, he could be a different player. Could be. Could be. Because... Best captain Liverpool's ever had will be Gerard. Yeah. And you've seen, you'll see when you watch the movie, he comes out and says that when the team was down because they were talking about Istanbul or that time. Yeah. It, whenever Liverpool were losing, he felt because he had the armband on, he was the one player, he was the guy that had to change the result. Yeah. So he would always take it on him. And he did. He had to step Nine up. times out of ten, he yeah, did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Henderson can't do it. But but that Gerard took risks to try and change it. You know I mean, like he, even he says, in, when he came out second half, he said that he said he, he's just gonna have to go forward. Like right at the start of se- second half in that game, he just pushed up, pushed up, and tried to just join in with the two strikers as much as he could, because he knew picking up the ball deep or going sideways or backwards, that's not gonna get them back in the game. No. So he had to take risks. And he did. And yeah. he ended up dragging them back. You know, in you know, one years the Champions League. Listen, I understand that Liverpool are a very heavily possession-based team, mm. but honest to God, like it, it drives me insane. And to some extent as well, Milner is the same. Like you, you, you need midfielders that are going to make things happen, create chances. And I feel like I know we're talking about Liverpool again here, guys, but we're on we're on that captain sort of topic anyway. Um, if you've got someone like Henderson and Milner. And Gini Wijnaldum, for me, they're all similar. They're all similar. similar. Yeah. So negative in the way that they play. For me, the three of them are not creative enough no. in terms of the way they play. Um, and you can see that as well in the games. But this is this is why I think City do it well because yeah, you look at that's so, the difference. Because see, because if you want to think about it, Liverpool, usually have said Liverpool again, but Liverpool usually dominate the ball. So you, you you don't need lo- like loads of lads to go in and break break it up and sit there defensively because you, no. just, that, you know what I mean. Where City are the opposite; they kind of just have guys that are naturally want to go forward, but they'll just drop in and maybe do it once or twice in the game. You know what I mean? And stop something like a counter attack. That's the difference. Look at Man City's midfield. Yeah. Kevin De Bruyne, Gundogan, David Silva. They're, Mate, all, they're all attacking players. There's there's three players there that can just be so creative and they have um, who's their holding midfielder I've gone blank here the holding midfielder Fernandinho he's the only really holding midfielder they have mm. mate that, but, but, that's but, a difference but he just gets it and just gives it to them that's it just go and get it yeah. that's it and um, going back to the captain topic I just think that I'm not comparing Henderson to Gerrard but as you can see in his documentary Henderson hasn't got that ability to make things happen and changing but Let's look at probably the, 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 the positives that he does probably bring to the team is he's probably very vocal. You know, he can probably talk people through the game. I know that he, that he does that a lot. Henderson, he talks other people through the game. He has got two, three years experience as captain, but my opinion will always be the same with Henderson. I don't think he's the right person to captain such a huge club like Liverpool. Mm. Um and I think that has to change I do 
Yeah. And I'm not just basing that off uh, his performance uh, against Have you had any good captains in, in your playing career? Yeah, I've had loads. Yeah. I've had loads, yeah. Um, for, for you, what makes a good captain? Um, what makes a good captain is what they do off the field. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing for you? Massive, yeah. I think... Um, you know, you, you've got, let's talk about different types of captains. You have captains like Gerard that led by example in his actions on mm. the field, which I think is an amazing trait to have as a captain. And you have captains like John Terry, organised, vocal, um, you know, yeah. s- talk to the players in front of him, giving as much information as possible, good leader. Uh, and then you have the captain that, you know, some of the captains that I've played under, they do so much behind the scenes in terms of speaking to players, yeah. building confidence, doing the little one percenters behind the scenes is, you know, what fans don't see on the field what, as, as to what captains do, you know. It's a massive, that's a massive role. I think that is, that is massive. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, but I think one of the best traits you can have as, 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 as a captain is... Uh, is having that ability to get other players through the game. Mm. So sometimes it's about being, you know, unselfish and get letting others shine and, and, and allowing other players to express themselves and you installing confidence into other players is a massive, massive um, quality to have as a captain. And that requires leadership, it requires communication, um, confidence, um, you know that ability to know when to say the right thing yeah you know having that ability to know what gets the best out of your players when you're on the field mm-hmm. so for example if you've got a player that just can't handle criticism and you were to have a massive go at them on the field you're probably going to get the worst out of them they're going to play even worse That's it, yeah. whereas if you know a player that gets a kick out of that so, for example, let's say if you were a player that got a kick out of someone telling them it's not, you know, telling you it's not good enough, then some people get a kick out of that and they think, right, yeah, I need to roll my sleeves up and do better. Yeah. Whereas I, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of players in the modern game that don't like that. Mm. So I feel like if you tell that player that they're doing well, they're doing well, and, and you build their confidence up, they're only going to do better, you know. And I think that's what makes a, a good captain for me. Yeah. How about you, Shane Olive? Yeah, I'm pretty much the same as you, Dan. I think you've got to know your players. Mm. And I think the most successful teams in the in the world, you look at them when they win. Their captain, their captain is the first that the players run to. You know mm. what I mean? Because like, it's like they're allowing the other players to kind of to yeah. play to their abilities around them. But an example I always look at, and it, like you can go the other way as well. And I always think about Argentina with Messi. And then the World Cups, uh, why they don't they don't really do anything in World Cups? Because for me, I don't think Messi should be a captain because he doesn't ever look like he talks that much on the on the pitch because mm. he's just very. Yeah, but do you have to talk though? To no, be a captain? I, yeah, I know, but when things aren't going your way, captains are usually the first people they look towards in terms of get firstly getting you out of the hole, mm. but then also that's where you're gonna have to deal with the criticism. Criticism, which Messi does. Messi got hammered after that World Cup. What, yeah. what, what, what he did, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's just having that cohesion in the team and having everybody, having everybody 
want to play for for each other and stuff like that and I think that, that a big thing is having this what, what goes on off the pitch you have to have some control speak to the players get the lads together get everybody on board you know what I mean and if there's any yeah. if there's lads that aren't clicking well then you try your best to, to try yeah. iron it out you know what I mean I was just trying going to say that it's about being it's about putting others above you, above yourself. No, exactly. Yeah. You've got to, you know, like I said, every so you've got to be unselfish. If you've got everyone in your team buying into what you're trying to do, mm. and you're obviously working alongside the gaffer, because I know a lot of captains communicate with the managers, don't they? A lot. Yeah. And I know that happens in the modern game. It even happens in the teams that I've played for, even in Australia. Captains work closely with the managers because the managers want to know what the vibes like in amongst the lads. Yep. And sometimes the the captain wants to know what the manager's thinking, and that I think managers and captains have to play a big role as well. Massive. Um, but yeah, if you're a captain out there, try and put other players above yourself, um, because if you can push other players through, then you're gonna you're more than likely gonna give yourself the best chance of being success, successful. And you literally have to try and get every squad player buying into what you're trying to do and trying to achieve. That's it. Yeah. If you've got players that are trying to just do their own thing then that's when normally teams don't do well. Mm-hmm. And I think that is honestly one of the problems at Man United right now. Is they, they've never really, since since Roy Keane, they haven't really had like a solid captain, have they? It's yeah. been passed, uh, Roy Keane, Rio Ferdinand, since that type of era has gone. Yeah. The Alex Ferguson era, basically. United haven't had that dominant captain. Yeah. Sometimes like Pogba's been given the arm but, a few uh, times. Like year. a captain shouldn't, isn't necessarily the best player in the team. No, shouldn't be. I don't think yeah. it. Yeah. Like if I'm a coach, if I become a coach later on, then that I'm not, I'm looking for the best captain. I'm not looking for the best player. Yeah. And yeah. and I know when I was young, I used to always want the captain's element. But what I think a coach said to me, you don't need the captain's element. You're not you're not that type of player. You can go and just play. You know what I mean? Where you have guys that. Will will lift their game because they have the captain's armband on. I think it can also have the opposite effect, though. You think? Hundred percent. You could give the captain's armband to your best player, and they can't handle the responsibility, and it it affects their performance. That's it. Hundred percent. I've I've seen that happening as well. Maybe that's what might have happened with Messi. Too much responsibility. I've had some. I've had some some good captains in my time as well. Yeah. Still there. Still young. Same time. Like I'm sixty years old, but. Um, I think yeah like the best ones are just the ones that will come, come and have a little word in your ear and tell you you know what I mean keep you going when you're, when you're down they'll come and pick you up when things aren't going great they're the ones that will, will drag you through you know what I mean mm. um, and big thing for me captains is they've got to be the voice for, for the lads behind them and they've got to speak for what's best for the team I, I've been in situations where and I as a young player coming through at a professional club I've been around captains of the first team and I've seen where they've literally stood up to the to the club for the players like they're the at the end they're the that's the spokesperson for the mm. for the lads you know what I mean and sometimes they'll, they'll they'll go head to head but at the end of the day they're representing the players and so funny if you don't have someone that's willing to, to stick their neck out for you well I don't think the captain's right feeling. Yeah, I was just going to say as well that if you've got 11 players that have all got that leadership quality, mm. 
then you're going to be a good team. Well, that's it, yeah. You know, if you've got even five or six good leaders in your team that can lead by example, not just with communication, but the way they, they, the way they train, the way they play, leading by example. Mm. If you've got five or six of them in your team... That's it. Set the standards. Oh, you're going to have a good team. Definitely. I think that's also to, to players that are not captains... Because obviously captain's just one player, yeah? And then you normally have a vice-captain and then a vice-vice-captain just in case you have injuries or whatever. Yeah. If you're a player that's not a captain, then you also want to try and also be a leader too, though. You want to try and... You want to try and have them qualities as well because the more you can communicate on the field and lead by example and set the standards that the captain and the manager and the club are saying, then you're going to have a good chance of being successful, I think. Yeah, well, that's something you can develop. You you can you can make yourself into a leader. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting Shane, all that. Um have you ever been captain though? Of yeah, I've been captain a few times. Uh, what club? Um I've, I was captain me me boyhood club when I was a kid, all the way up. Yeah. Um and then How do people I, understand I, I, you though? I captained I, <laughs> I captained Ireland for a couple of games. Did you really? But again that's just a, that's a, just a selection thing. You just get the captain's hand. Oh yeah. Um is that because you love like two footing people and you know, <laughs> just, just lead by example with smashing players? Yeah, no. <laughs> um, no, but I've never really been 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 captain for a for a sustained period of time. I've always wanted to just kind of I I'd naturally try to bring it on myself, and like you said, just be one of them players that even if you don't have the arm man, you still be a leader. Yeah. And I was actually uh, through all my youth through all my youth team at Wrexham. I was the, the I was actually the vice captain. Yeah. Yeah, I was vice captain. So uh, one of my one of my best mates who hopefully you'd be listening to this, Mazza, good player. Still a pro now, plays for Welsh Premier League Club TNS. Uh, he was the he was the captain and I was the vice captain and we were actually best mates as well in the team, so mm. we, we sort of tried to set standards within the, yeah. within the group. But I remember the uh, my very first uh, F, remember the FFA FA Youth Cup? Yeah, like that was huge back in the day, wasn't it? For mm, emerging talent, like all top players that played in that. that was, if you get a run in that year, yeah, we always wanted to have a good run in that. And uh, he actually got injured in like two days before our first um, FA Youth Cup, and I was obviously captain of that game. About thirty thousand, yeah, Wrexham was good. I actually yeah, Wrexham. Captain of the youth team, but yeah, I was actually vice captain for the year. But it's, uh, I think they play actually a bit. The captains play big roles, don't they? Massive, massive roles. But I think we move on anyway. But yeah, hopefully, any players out there or captains out there that listen to that, that's mine and Shane's views on on on, on what makes a good captain. Even if you're not the captain, still be a leader. To be a leader in your team. Hundred percent. Do the right things and. And drag the players around you up to them standards that you're going to set. Hey, Sharon. Later. We've got the biggest announcement coming soon, haven't we? Yeah, it's on the way. Like the biggest one, though, since we've been doing what we've been doing. Game changer. Oh, it's massive, isn't it? Massive, mate. Massive. But we're not telling anyone, are we, Shane? Nah, we're going to keep it under wraps for another little bit, I think, yeah? Oh, yeah, it's gonna just going to keep people waiting, but it's... Um, it's exciting. Very exciting. Uh, probably our one of one of our biggest achievements to date, um, and it's going to affect a lot of people as well. 
everybody involved really yeah so make sure you follow us on our social media YouTube we mainly post on Instagram a lot now don't we Instagram's our main platform Instagram's the one I think that's the one that's taking over isn't it at Jonah101footballtraining and the second page is Jonah101soccer for all the American fans out there <laughs> I might change that name though What's your, what, what are your views on calling it soccer Shane well I don't know it's American it's just yeah American. I'm not a big fan of the word soccer to be honest but in Australia in America a lot of people call it soccer but I suppose that's because football's big in their country, isn't it? Yeah, football's their national sport. Yeah, football meaning hand egg. Meaning what a game. You love it, don't you? Oh, you talked to me about this um this Boca Juniors thing and River Oh Park. yeah, that was mad, wasn't it? Well so did the did the first game go ahead, do you know? No, that got postponed because of the weather, yeah. Oh was it? Yeah, the weather was really bad. I just seen um this morning I was watching. The second one got postponed as well, yeah. Yeah, from the fans. Disgusting, I thought. I thought it was a bit. I thought it was a way over. Disgusting, mate. I know there's rivalry, and it's just just stupid. I think four players got took to hospital, didn't they? That's what I mean. It's stupid. I know. I know. Like it's one of the biggest rivalries, Boca and, and River Plate. But you know, there was so many fans left disappointed with it not going ahead. Yeah, there'd be people travelling from all over yeah, the world. paying a lot of money to go and see that and then, game. A couple of people ruin it. Bro, for me, they're probably not real fans then. They're just Idiots, they're just hooligans, you know what I mean? Yeah, they just want to cause trouble. I'm not a fan of that. Not a fan. Even I think Liverpool did it in Champions League as well. They didn't smash the bus windows on the bus, but they were th- there was a couple of fans throwing stuff. I can't remember what game it was. Mm. But even as a massive, massive Liverpool fan, I was like, "You're letting yourself down a little bit." No, I know. Yeah, yeah. I un- you know, understand. You know what? Champions League nights at Anfield are one of the best in the world creating a good atmosphere but throwing stuff at, at, at buses and you know players getting hurt and games getting cancelled it's just stupid yeah, I think that's over the top it's stupid it's not what football's about th- there's a line and I think that was a bit yeah that, 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 that crossed the line what do you think is one of the biggest derbies in the world Shane biggest rivalries mm. there's loads isn't there yeah I think that's definitely up there obviously looking yeah. at the the scenes and what was going on and I always think Celtic Rangers for me I think oh. that's 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 very big that's a massive derby um, massive I think the Milan derby that's quite a big derby um, I know my brother shout out to my brother in Canada he went to play football over in, in Portugal one time and he went to watch um, Benfica against Sporting Lisbon yeah. in Portugal and he said that was that was pretty tasty that yeah, tasty. Um, tasty. Yeah, but there's massive derbies all over the place. For me, I think Celtic and Rangers is always one. Again, being a Celtic fan, Irish, obviously, connection. Something that I've always grew up to watch. Yeah. Um, and again, there, there's, the line has been crossed hundreds of times in that game. Yeah that, yeah. that gets a bit out of hand, do you know what I mean? Obviously, I've watched a load of Liverpool Everton, but I feel like that one's lost its touch a bit. No, yeah. Remember back in the day when Gerard used to. Remember that? I think it was a tackle on Naismith. Absolutely. Him, Tommy Gravison as well. Was it, yeah, knee height tackle? You don't see that anymore, do you? Nah, the game's changed. Oh, mate, you know, I was actually just looking at some of the fouls in that Liverpool PSG game. It's embarrassing. Mm. No, it, you listen, Neymar is some talent, but the guy's embarrassing. Was he diving? Oh, he throws himself around like. <laughs> no, it, oh, it, does it wind you up, Shane, when you see it? 
It's like, you know, like trying to get players booked and stuff. It's like he's right, but they, that's that's the that's something he's, he's never going to stop. That that's uh, that's Neymar. You know what I mean? But it's, they've always have that bit in them. Or yeah, but Americans. I I feel like the referees have changed though. You can go in hard, win the ball, clean as a whistle, free kick. I think yeah, I think it's gone too safe. I think a lot of stuff is is being pulled up definitely. It's ridiculous, mate. Remember some of the tackles back but in you, the day? But you know, if Neymar's running at you, you know if you give him half a chance, he's going to hit the deck. Yeah. You've you, you got to be aware of that, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I don't know. It's, but I think... That it's, probably I, but, makes it even harder no, to mark No, but they tried to stop that because they came in and they clamped down on diving and stuff like that. Yeah, but have they, though? People dive all the time well, onto yellow or red. I watched the Leeds game the other day and our left winger got... got book for diving it was a blatant dive but I think that's that's the only way you can kind of direct it because you're not going to tell all the South Americans stop being South American because that's in their Brazilians have that do you know what I mean they, they like the skills and then if you give them a chance they will hit the deck and, and usually it's very little that makes them go down well, that's, I think that's another topic in itself but the game's the, definitely changing yeah the um, the Manchester derby's non-existent isn't it that's not really a rivalry. No. For me, I don't think Man City don't really have. They don't really have any, like passionate fans, really, do they? Oh, it's a big topic that they don't know, do they? Really, Man City. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they have empty seats every week, and they've got one of the best teams. Yeah, but it's in a massive stadium as well. Yeah, I don't you care. I'm not buying that. <laughs> St- stadiums are a big thing in them um, in football. Like Anfield, be I don't know Anfield. They got a new stand, didn't they? Yeah. But again, it's still everybody's close to the pitch. Mm. Um, it's got that atmosphere, and that's why them nights in the Champions League, you have the, the probably one of the best places to be in the world because they're everyone so close, and the, the place is just on fire. You know what I mean? Mm. Celtic Park is like that as well. Stands are real close. Everybody's on top of the game. But then when you have them um, stadiums like Etihad and stuff like that, I think just think. For me, fans are just too far. Some fans are too far away from the pitch. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. The stadiums are actually too big. I don't know. It's about money, getting people in for money and stuff. But them, them small stadiums and stuff. Yeah, they create a good atmosphere. Don't like, they? like that time we went to watch the Matildas play in Penrith. Yeah. That was only a quite a, a small. Small, stadium. but it was good. But there was yeah. a good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because everybody's on top of it. Mm. No, I agree with you there, Shane. I think um, I think we'll wrap that one up there, Sharon. Do you reckon? <laughs> you laughing at? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, like an old man there. What are you on about? Oi, Gunther messaged me today on on Instagram saying he was laughing his head off at the way you announced his name. <laughs> oh, Gumph. Uh, and the last thing before we end this podcast is myself, Shane, O, Jules, Barry, Sean, the whole team are coming to Melbourne. It's been plastered all over YouTube, all over Instagram, Facebook. All the information's on the website. This There's not that many spots left, if I'm being honest. Jump on, book Yeah, on, we're doing 16 players per, per coach, and we're running one-on-one sessions and small group sessions in Melbourne. Um, and like I said, there's not that many spots left, so hop on the website, inquire, see if there's any spots left for one-on-one training or the elite camp. Um, just want to clarify this quickly. People are asking, you know, what's going to be more beneficial, a one-on-one session or the elite camp? And if I'm being honest, it's probably going to be the elite camp because that is three to three and a half hours of coaching. 
yeah. on our time. And we're also going to be looking at how you work in a team environment and what type of decisions you make in a team environment. Definitely. And But the only reason I'd say it's just slightly more beneficial is because it's three and a half hours with us. You get more contact. You get more contact, more coaching. But don't get me wrong, the one-on-one training or small groups, if you want to train with a friend, is also extremely beneficial. But we're going in one-hour slots there. Um, and if you're really Roy Keane, you can do both. You can. you can do the elite camp and do some one-on-one training. Get involved. Well. So get involved, guys. Um, and continue to listen to our podcast because we have quite a few announcements coming soon with one of the biggest ones very soon uh we're also going to be announcing where we're traveling to in 2019 yep the whole team again this time last year i went on my own and obviously did it with danny from gps soccer assassin all known as dg3 now um whereas this year i'm going to be taking the team Sharon, Jules, if he's not taking any selfies, uh, and we're gonna be smashing. So next week we're gonna have another guest on. So uh, kick on, yeah. Check that out. And again, thanks for thanks for yeah. your back end. Can you actually and, rate our podcast, please, guys? Rate obviously five star, you legends. <laughs> uh, five star if you can. Uh, rate and comment. Leave us a comment. Tell us where you're listening from. We actually read. We, we try our best to read all the comments, don't we, on every platform. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate the support, guys. Any, any feedback is good. Yeah, we're always about feedback. Just looking over to my right, Ziggy's absolutely zonked out sleeping, so he's obviously bored him to death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not having a bar of it, but I hope you're getting something out of it. Um, love you all. Catch you See again. you again on episode seven, Jonah One One podcast. Jules. Sort yourself out. (laughs) See you later, guys. Take care. Always a pleasure. Peace. Yes, guys. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media platforms at Jonah101Football Training. And don't forget to tune in to next week's podcast.